Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. I'm really excited to be partnering with Elevit and Menevit to bring you this episode. Elevit with Iodine has been supporting the development of healthy babies for over 15 years in New Zealand. This week I wanted to bring you three tips with Elevit before we jump into the episode, so I'm really grateful to Elevit for sponsoring the last few weeks of podcasts. It makes a really big difference to me and I'm able to bring you all more content, so I wanted to yeah, bring you these awesome tips before we jump in. The first one is nutrition in pre-pregnancy. A well-balanced pre-pregnancy diet will help provide the nutrients you need for good health and vitality and set you on the right track to conceive. It's important for women who are trying for a baby to maintain a healthy, well-balanced diet in combination with a pre-pregnancy supplement. Doing so will help provide your body with the essential nutrients it needs to help with a healthy pregnancy. Tip number two is to exercise regularly. It's important to be active throughout your pregnancy to keep fit, reduce stress and prepare for birth. Aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise like walking or swimming, preferably every day. If you already exercise regularly, you may need to turn it down a notch so you don't overdo it. The third tip is about breastfeeding positions. For one of the most natural activities, breastfeeding can often feel complicated. Thankfully, there are a number of breastfeeding positions you can try out. It's important that you find a position which feels comfortable and allows you to completely relax. Check out www.elevit.co.nz for different breastfeeding positions to try. Thanks again, Elevit, for sponsoring this episode. I'll give you a little bit of information about what it's about before we jump into it. In today's episode, I speak with Chloe about the birth of her beautiful son, Noah, and she takes us through her pregnancy experience and planning to birth at a birth center. And then she takes us into going into spontaneous labor and what that experience was like, finding out that Noah had turned posterior and then ending up in the hospital for her birth. She had some interventions, including an episiotomy, which um, she takes us through where her partner may or may not have fainted. I'll let you listen to the episode and find that out. Uh, Yeah, but she takes us through her episiotomy and her birth experience and then into her postnatal period. So it's a really great episode, super positive, and it was so lovely to talk with Chloe about everything that they went through as a family. So I really appreciate you taking the time, Chloe, and I hope you get something from this episode. Enjoy. Hi, Chloe. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Jordan. No worries. Tell my story. (laughs) Cool. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Sure. So my name's Chloe. I'm 27 years old and I have a lovely partner called Angus and together we created little 11-week-old Noah. 
And we also have two lovely dogs, Django and Stella. Yeah, awesome. I can't believe that Noah's 11 weeks old. Feels like just yesterday that you posted on Instagram that he had arrived. I know, honestly, like everyone says, it goes so fast and I'm like, it really does. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys? Um, Pregnancy felt amazing. Those that follow me know that I had a really good experience and I'm really lucky that I had a really good pregnancy. Um, The first 12 weeks I was a bit nauseous. Um, My dogs had puppies as well, so puppy poo in the morning and being <laughs> nauseous was not a good combination but um yeah. other than that after the 12 weeks I just felt so beautiful I just felt I loved it I really couldn't yeah. complain well, amazing and how did you find out that you were pregnant initially now this might sound a bit crazy to some people but I literally just knew I was pregnant um <laughs> this might be a bit of too much information but after conception I literally felt this thing buzz light year into my uterus I <laughs> kid you not and I just said to Angus I was like I'm pregnant I know I'm <laughs> pregnant um I wasn't on any um contraception I had the copper IUD for five years and I got it taken out about six months prior I think and we were safe yeah. up until that point and it was um yeah that one time and <laughs> I said to Angus I'm pregnant I just know it and he was like oh whatever it doesn't happen like that and I was like oh, I'm pregnant <laughs> and then um I was just going on and on and he was like I think you're going crazy and I was like googling every symptom like do you get heart palpitations like random stuff like that and um yeah and then I took a test and it was negative so I was like oh okay maybe I'm just going crazy and overthinking it but kind of still felt like something was different and then it was a late period and I took it that very day that I was meant to get my period and boom it was positive and I took like another five tests to just confirm that (laughs) yeah and how did you tell Angus did you just tell him straight away or did you make a bit of a thing of it um so I took the pregnancy test at work and then um and then I was like trying to tell I needed like I could not focus back on work like without telling Angus so and I couldn't do like a snapchat you know like yeah (laughs) I was like had to do it in purpose a person sorry um and so I was like, Angus, you need to come into town. Can you come into town at lunch um, and we'll go buy that new blender? And he was like, it's not really a two-person job. Like, can't you just go and sit? And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to meet up with this guy? Like, I need him to come into town. So I was like, oh, I've just bought you lunch. I'm going to drop it off. So he was like, okay, this is weird. Like, after six years, you're finally bringing me lunch. <laughs> um, and then, anyway, we met up. Um, he came outside work and – he um yeah he thought I was breaking up with him because I was just so like shaking and nervous and um I gave him a note with two positive tests and I was like you're gonna be a dad January 2020 and he like cried and he was like I think we're gonna do um I think we're gonna be great parents and yeah it was a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. awesome that's so nice (laughs) and how were you sort of feeling I know you said that the the puppy poo and stuff was not um your forte for the first 12 weeks but did you have many other symptoms so I I actually recorded my symptoms in my notes because I was going so crazy um I had really vivid dreams and yeah I had heart palpitations a bit dizzy um my boobs were very very sore like that feeling before you get your period like just Yeah. yeah Or, um really tender nipples 
And yeah, that was about it. I think I was going more a bit crazy than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And did you decide to go with a midwife for your care? Yes. So um, the first thing I did was go to the doctors and then they said you need to find a midwife. Now, finding a midwife, that is such a weird thing, I think, because yeah all she said was like go on this website and find your midwife I'm like what okay like are they all the same I didn't know what I was looking for I just was looking at the calendar things and making sure they were free and then I found one and um yeah and then met up with her and just did whatever they do you know yeah cool and did you do the standard testing and stuff that's offered in New Zealand throughout your pregnancy and did you find out the sex um, yeah, I just did all the basic tests that they do, all the yeah. scans and whatnot. Um, and no, I didn't find out the gender, but I was so adamant. I felt it in my bones that I was having a boy. I could not explain this feeling. And I was like, just already saying Noah, like we already had the name yeah. and everything. But um, I was like, okay, I'm not finding out. So it could be a girl. Like I need to be open to both now. But yeah. I just wanted that surprise because I don't know. I just was like, uh, baby's already decided it's gender in there (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. you know like it's gonna yeah be beautiful no matter what yeah awesome and I know that you mentioned you changed midwives about halfway through your pregnancy just so do you want to take us through that yeah um so at about 22 weeks I decided to change my midwife um so I had this midwife and um she is well known in Palmerston North Manawatu area she's really good And she was a couple of my friends midwife. So I just went with her because, you know, you just, you kind of don't really know what to go for when you first find out. Well, that was me. I was just like, I don't know. They must all be the same. But um, personally, I just kind of felt I was like a bit of another number. Like I didn't feel like, like someone was that excited for me. I don't know. And I, I, it was my first pregnancy and I, I really just wanted to have someone that could maybe, you know, be excited with me as well and um I don't know I just didn't have that connection I think that bond and that connection is something very important um at the start so I reckon if anyone was to go choose a midwife now like go see a good like three or four and then make your decision yeah because I just didn't know what to look for and stuff so I changed and it was the best thing ever um I got um a midwife that offers support when you do home births or birthing center and hospital whereas my other midwife was only hospital so I liked having that option too because I really wanted to go to the birthing center as well yeah awesome cool and did you do any antenatal classes or anything like that before you went into labor um yes I did a weekend bumps to babies um course I think it's by Bernardo's um I did it in the weekend as Angus was living in Auckland. I was in Palmy, so we just smashed it out and we had a couple of our friends do it with us, which was really fun. And, yeah, it was good. Yeah, awesome. Cool. And did you end up going into labour spontaneously? Do you want to take us through sort of your early labour? Okay, so um, I was 40 weeks and six days exactly. We were waiting a long time. Well, it felt like a long time, those six days. Well, it took forever. We were doing everything as well. Like I drank all that raspberry leaf tea, <laughs> um, bouncing on the swift ball, um, long walks. I was walking like four Ks. Like this is, it was crazy. 
sex because everyone was saying sex even though you like don't want to be having sex yeah. when you're that pregnant um eating pineapples and their cores I even went to like a hippie store and asked for a, um a crystal like a preg- <laughs> like get me in labor crystal yeah. she's looking at me like oh you can't really do anything just wait um and cast oil which I do not recommend like they say don't take it you don't take it yeah. <laughs> um but we were just desperate and I yeah so that waiting time took forever and then it was the one day where I was like you know what I'm not going to talk baby talk I'm not pregnant today let's just carry on like normal and yeah we just went out for brunch and then went shopping and then I was in the plaza in Palmy it's like the one mall and I felt this gush in my undies while talking to some friends and I like instantly crossed my legs and went real awkward and then um, Angus could tell so we quickly went to go toilet and um so went toilet and then I checked and there was definitely some fluid but not enough to like be like oh my waters are broken so I rang my midwife and I was like I think I've got a little bit of a leak it wasn't like a lot and I was explaining it to her whatever and um she was just like okay well meet me up at the hospital um in 30 minutes and we'll take some swabs to see if it's the fluid amniotic fluid and um she was like just grab some pads while you're in town so we went there and she hooked me up to the machine and checking baby's heart rate and all that and she tested and I was leaking the fluid um so if I didn't go into labor that night I was going to be induced the next day at 6 a.m so we got the news and then I was like right well I think it's going to happen tonight and we went to the supermarket got all our snacks ready mm-hmm. and then um and then yeah and I was just like I want to keep this labor going I want to keep active I felt real agitated but excited like I remember saying to Angus I'm so excited for pain <laughs> I've never <laughs> been like I was like I'm ready bring it bring it we had dinner in there and everything was fine had a shower oh, before that we carried on for a little bit of a walk and like I started feeling more stronger contractions around there, but nothing too bad. It was more like just period pain and then went home and just relaxed for a bit. And then we went to go to bed and then I had my first contraction. My hands like hit the headboard and I was just like, nah, like it was intense. It went zero to a hundred real quick. Like my back was just like, I cannot explain it. Like going back now, you just can't, feel yeah. that pain again but yeah it was so intense I was like I was vomiting and like just throwing myself into every dark room I could just to like take myself away from that pain and then it was so that would have been starting from about 10 30 at night and then um and at 11 30 I was like Angus I can't do this anymore like bring my midwife she said just meet us down at the birthing center and then when we got there she checked me and she was like you're only two centimeters and I was like what the fuck like what does 10 feel like like what is this and and then she was like oh he was in a good position earlier in the day and he must have flipped posterior because all I could feel was on my back like just yeah it was yeah crazy (laughs) so yeah and then she just said that um we'll leave you for like four hours with the gas and with Angus and just your heat bags and just relax and try rest. I was like, how do you rest? Like, mm. <laughs> and as I was explaining to you, Jordan, like it's like a tummy bug, like each contraction, like you knew yeah. another one was brewing. So like <laughs> I'd get over one. I was like on the gas, like, 
and then I was like, oh no, it's going to happen again, Angus. Yeah. <laughs> Another one's coming. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was real intense. And then, um, yeah, she kicked me again at 4 a.m. and I was nine centimeters and I just started crying. I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah, I don't, I don't joke about this kind of stuff. <laughs> like, did you have an idea of how you wanted to, you know, birth a baby? I was just like, no. She was like, how about we try the bath? So went into the bath for a bit. And then um, I was in there and uh, it just, nothing would, would take this pain away. Like it was just yeah. so crazy. I couldn't even communicate with Angus. Like he would like hear me like, like, like make all these noises. And he was like, shit, are you right? Like, should I go get her again? And I was just like, Aah! like <laughs> I could not even talk. So yeah. I asked for like a wet flannel and I just shoved it in my mouth and then was like alternating between that and the gas in the bath, but also trying to do positions that would get the baby to flip, but there was no way he was going to flip. Like, mm. we were so deep into it. He was just chilling on my spine, making mm. his way down. And then, so that was about, then we got to about seven, and, yeah, she had to break my waters, and she was like, do you want to, you know, get in position, start pushing, was trying to make push and push, and it was just, I needed to release my bladder and I could not go pee. It was horrible. Um, it was just so intense. And then, oh, I can't even, it's just like crazy when you go into it and thinking about it again. Um, yeah. And then she, I think it was about eight o'clock by that time. And she was like, you can stay here for one more hour and push. But in my like professional opinion, I think you should go to the hospital. And I was just like, yeah hospital like let's yeah. just let's just go let's just get out of here and um and then got me on the old stretcher and off we went across the road I remember being in like the ambulance and I was like where's the gas like I just <laughs> loved my little portable gas it was like my little friend yeah. um and yeah and then we got to the hospital and like I was on all fours like my dressing gown was just like you know I had I did you just don't care everyone says like you throw out like all your you know what is it dignity I don't know (laughs) dignity yeah dignity when you go into labor it's so true like I had I couldn't care there was like student doctor like a male guy like in there like they were introducing themselves like hi I'm blah 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 like so nice and I was just on all fours like like, okay I don't care like check me like everyone's hands up (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> anyway they asked me to release my um, bladder again I just couldn't go pee they checked to try see his head and he was still quite far up so I was like yelling can I have a c-section like it was just crazy and yeah. um they put a catheter in and as soon as that happened and this is all down there like you know watching mm-hmm. and he said his the head just went and like locked into place and they yeah. were all so happy they were like you're gonna meet your baby soon and I was like nah I need pain relief <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not happening and then um so they gave me fentanyl and syntosin is it uh syntosin to just amp up my contractions because they were dying off I could only get like two pushes yeah with my um contractions fentanyl didn't do anything I was like nah like give me the epidural and they're like hey well you have to be very very still and blah 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 so I just like okay yeah I I need it got it I just like held on to Angus and they just put it in 
And then like 20 minutes later, I rolled up, like, I was just like, I don't know, I couldn't feel a thing. And it was just amazing. And then I like looked at everyone and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are so nice. Like, I'm so sorry I didn't introduce myself. Like, thank you so much. I'm sorry I screamed in your ear and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's fine. We, you know, just, you know, come on, like, you know, keep going. And then, so I was pushing with each contractions when they tell you to everything. And then it got to a point where his heart um, was, heart rate was dropping and they were like, Chloe, we're going to have to do an episiotomy and vacuum um, suction to get him out. And I was just like, yeah, I don't I don't care, whatever. Just do anything. At that point, I was just like, oh, I'd need him out. And Angus is like, yep, yep. So they started doing the episiotomy and Angus is down there and he's watching and then the midwife looks at me, the midwife. She's like, Chloe, you're going to meet your um your baby so soon. And I was just like smiling. I was like, yes. And I was like, when? She was like, before lunchtime. And I was like, okay. And then um, so I'm looking at Angus and he just looks white like a ghost. Oh, no. like, I've never ever seen someone faint before. And he's just looking at me and I'm smiling. And he, he looks past me like he looks wasted. Like I've never seen someone. And then he just fell back onto these like two doctors tables they like they just like went flying across the room and then the ladies were like push and I was like get Angus and they're like emergency (laughs) and hit this button like another like four people come in and I was like get the power aid and um like he was sitting on the ground and they're like Angus you fainted and then he was like on the ground like no, I didn't. Like, he really didn't want to admit that he fainted. And I'm like sitting there, like, can't feel a thing, like almost laughing, but like, what the hell is going on? And the lady's like, come on, you need to push. And Angus is all gloved up because he was going to catch baby. So he was like, he like got up with all his might, like, was on the rail, like, come on, babe. And then I just pushed, I had my legs up on like um, two of the midwife's hips and I was just pushing and I just gave it my all like I just mimicked that push that I was doing at the birthing center and um out comes baby and yeah they chucked this like purple alien looking thing <laughs> on me <laughs> and I'm just like oh I love him and Angus is like whoa <laughs> like still recovering yeah. and um no it was beautiful I just yeah it was really it was quite fun <laughs> yeah amazing and who told you that he was a boy so when he came out I was like what is he what is he and then the midwife was like dad will tell you and then he was like he's a boy yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah. everything's so swollen when they first come out they do look like these like swollen aliens I'm not gonna yeah. lie <laughs> yeah you can't tell sometimes right like it could be a boy when it's actually a girl if um if they're looking really swollen it's yeah for sure <laughs> yeah yeah, awesome. And so when he was on your chest, did he latch on? Do you want to take us through? Did you do skin to skin for a while and what that was like? It was straight skin to skin and he was just on my chest and we just talked to him. We were just like, where are your parents? Like, we've been wanting to meet you for so long. And um, just his eyes were open. Like he was just looking around. It was like bizarre. I was like, how were you inside of me? Like I was like, yeah. he's massive. Like yeah. looking at everything. I was like, he's even got fingernails. Like his fingernails were so long. I swear that that would have made the leak. Like they were so long. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was beautiful. It was just he was on me for like an hour and twenty three minutes. I think. 
or something like that or listen now I can't really remember but um we had that skin to skin he did his first poo on me it was beautiful and they're like oh we'll clean it up and I was like no it's so nice <laughs> um and then um yeah dad had cut the cord already and then their hospital midwife's like guided me on how to breastfeed like I was just like oh, what do I do you know like yeah. put him on my nipple and he just went on for a suckle and yeah it just kind of just happened like that yeah amazing and did you obviously have to get stitched up in in the room yeah so um as that was all happening we had one of the lovely doctors um stitching me up and she was really cool she was just you know doing anything I was like Angus do not go down there again please <laughs> you know I was actually so scared he was like not going to catch a baby like imagine if he fell in and like pushed him back up or something like <laughs> god he was on the side but, um, yeah. yeah so she was down here like stitching me up and um and yeah, I was like, "What? What time was he born?" And she was like, "Eleven fifty-seven." I was like singing that song. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was yeah, it was a really cool like it was just cool. And the hospital midwives were just amazing. It was really nice. Yeah, awesome. And how long did you spend in the hospital before you went home? Um, three days we stayed there. So um, yeah, we loved it. It was. We had a really, really good experience. Like I've heard um, a lot of different stories about the hospital and yeah. I've got to say I give it up to all the staff there. They're just all so lovely yeah. and they really, um, yeah, they just helped us with everything from latching on to like my episiotomy. Like I literally thought I was dying with all this extra blood because I did not know that you bleed for, <laughs> um, for weeks after as well. And yeah. And they helped me as well. They were like, you're not leaving until you do your first booze. I was like, I'm not pooing. Like, something's yeah. wrong down there. <laughs> so, no, they were like, they were really, really cool. I loved it. I loved our bubble. Yeah, amazing. And do you want to take us through what it was like going home with Noah and how you found those first few nights um, as parents at home, sort of independent on your own? Yeah, so leaving the hospital was kind of like, me and Angus were like, I don't really want to leave. Like, that's so, you know, you're just like, can ring the buzzer and be like, oh, yeah. doing this, is this normal? You know, we're like, yeah. what do we do? <laughs> um, but no, we got home and we were just like, oh, we're parents. Like, we're so adults right now, you know? Like, we felt like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know. I felt like it was just so cool. So we were just at home, you know, keep going with the breastfeeding and whatnot. It was just this little, little baby that didn't really make much noise it was just so cute and yeah gorgeous and then I think the second day being at home my milk finally came in and then that was when I was like what the hell is breastfeeding yeah and yeah so that was it was a bit crazy from there but no it was it was really cool the first few days with Noah just us in our little little space at home yeah Awesome. And how did you find the breastfeeding sort of after you got over those initial few days and your milk coming in? Have you managed to continue? Um, so yeah, milk coming in for me was so painful. Like I went from like a small B to like a D. And for me, I went really hot. Um, my heart was racing and my boobs were like these Pamela Anderson boobs. And yeah. was sitting there like, moon. And I was like, this is not mean. This is horrible. Don't touch me. My heart, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my heart was racing. And I was like, take my temperature, ring the 
midwife and she came around she was like just breathe like it's normal she was like yeah it's just your milk coming in you know um take keep keep up your vitamin c and your pain relief and whatnot but they were just massive i just remember going in the shower she's like just massage and i just squeezed them like that was crazy breastfeeding so i made sure before i left the hospital um that i had a good latch and really made use of the lactation consultant yeah um that was the one thing i really wanted to leave with because i had heard that breastfeeding was hard but you don't actually know until you like go through it I guess because yeah. I honestly just thought you put baby on the nipple and they're just you know like I saw Stella yeah. do it with her puppies I was like surely <laughs> surely the baby would just you know do the yeah. same thing but no there's like the latch the nipples like when they're you know broken and you got a heel and oh it was there was so much I'm glad it was summer though like I just had I was just topless a lot I just was yeah. sitting around like a orangutan and like just let them dry out because any like part of material or like the yeah. water even in the shower would hurt so much but after that and if you just stick it out and like really get a good latch and go through with it and um get a good lactation consultant you can yeah really push past those two weeks it can be a really good experience like my nipples started healing with like hydrogel and nipple cream and whatnot but um yeah it's it, it, it was painful, I'm not going to lie. Like, every time Angus would pass me Noah to latch on, I would, like, scream. Like, it mm. was painful. Yeah. And then, yeah, and and then I just grew to love it. I don't know. After weeks, they just went hard and, yeah, just, yeah, I just love it. I love breastfeeding. I'm so grateful that I can. Yeah. Awesome. And what was your physical recovery like from your episiotomy and just from birth in general? So... Yeah, that was crazy. So after all birth and stuff, like you've got this baby that you like can't stop looking at. Like I was like to Angus, I'm not sleeping for four days. Like he's beautiful, like just staring at him. And then your whole body's like, I felt, I'm not going to lie, a little bit like annihilated down there. Like I didn't know, I couldn't look. Like I said to Angus, I don't know if I've got a hemorrhoid. I don't know if like there's just one open wound, like (laughs) I thought my bum and vagina were just like, I don't know. I couldn't look. I was like making him look. He was like, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, nah, something's wrong. But um, my midwife just told me like, just take so much vitamin C and just keep up, you know, good health and yeah, little bits of movement. And yeah, it took a while. Like I was limping a lot and yeah, it felt fragile. Like I didn't look down there for so long because I just, didn't want to look and yeah but after I would say a good two to three weeks I started to feel a bit more normal yeah awesome and how are you sort of feeling now obviously you're 11 almost 12 weeks in and how are you finding mum life and yeah I'd love to hear about that um I'm absolutely loving mum life like it's just the greatest gift Noah is um such a beautiful boy and I feel like I'm doing really, really well. Like I've moved away from a lot of close friends and family, um, being from Palmy and now up in Auckland. And I don't know, I just feel like I've really nailed it so far and I'm, I'm loving it. And yeah, I just can't wait to watch him grow into this beautiful boy. Yeah. Also, I love following your journey on Instagram too. I think he's so gorgeous and it's so nice to hear like a really positive story, both during your birth and after birth as well. So yeah, I think um, it's awesome what you share. 
Oh, thank you, Jordan. I'm in love with Jai too. <laughs> thank <It's> you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chloe, for coming on the podcast and sharing your, your experiences with us. Yeah, like I said, I think it's a really positive one and it's so nice to hear. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Elevit and Menevit for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. This extra content wouldn't have been made possible without you. So thank you. I'd love to hear your feedback on the episode. If you want to send me an email, leave me a review below or contact me on social media, it would be great to hear from you. As always, I just wanted to remind you to seek advice from your medical professionals before making any decisions. I'm not an advocate for anything in particular and these podcasts are just personal experiences. Just wanted to pop that reminder in there. Thanks again for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.